Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy this shit show. Welcome back, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. And we got Sparrowhawk with us tonight. How you doing, Sparrowhawk? I'm good. Are you good or are you angry? I'm well You look angry. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm angry. How about you, Crow? Um I don't know. Think about butterflies and rainbows and shit. You're not so angry lately. No. Nope. <laughs> I wonder why that is. <laughs> We need we need angry crow back. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah, I'm sure it will. It only it only lasts so long. All right, I want to talk about two things tonight. The first of which was the uh, Iowa caucuses. Yeah, and what a shit show those were. Okay. So I have a buddy who lives in Iowa and attended the caucuses. Well, he said it was just a mess, and uh, now they're trying to say that it's just it's just an app that didn't count the stuff right. Yeah, shadow. It's a, sh- it's a shadow app that nobody knows where it came from. Or, well, the or... company is called Shadow. Yeah, yeah. I just love that. It's a shadow app. And do you know who, do you know who the company is founded by? Uh, Booty Jizz. No. Oh. Two former Clinton campaign oh, oh, workers. Oh, no. Booty Jizz uh, had them work for him earlier, like prior. He, oh, did he? He did work with them, yeah. And that's why there's like more thing like, hmm, I wonder why Booty Jizz is, is like ahead now. Is it because maybe he uh, you know, worked with them before and they have allegiance to him? Maybe I don't mm-hmm. know, but but the oh, point I I is, sound effect board. There are sixteen hundred precincts, I think, and they're like hand count ballots, and they couldn't figure that out. Well, they're figuring it out. Forty eight hours later, they couldn't get it figured Look, out. Look, what's two days? It's two days out of three hundred sixty five days in a year. But it really doesn't. It really not many many days. But the Republicans didn't have an app, and they figured all their stuff out. Yeah, but but the Republicans are relying on antiquated technology. Well, apparently antiquated technology works. <laughs> but you got to be you got to be a, a tech leader and you have to kind of like just work through the bugs. But it, I mean, um, it's progress. It's called progress, Rooster. You know me. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I'm halfway there. Yeah, I know you are. Sparrowhawk, are you a can? Are you a conspiracy theorist? Are you an Alex Jones type? I'm texting right now. Sorry, I'm not even listening. <laughs> <laughs> great, great having you on the show. Good, yeah. Couldn't thank you enough for all your time. What, what were you saying now? What, what was that? Are you a conspiracy theorist? Absolutely, 100% love conspiracies. Okay, so I, I'm not, as I said, but how do you not think this is some sort of conspiracy theory or conspiracy? Oh, it is a conspiracy. I mean, they can't they can't count the votes 48 hours later. It's a... It's a uh, um, I mean, the corruption is, they're so blatantly corrupt and they're so desperate that they're getting caught left and right. The problem is there is never any consequences. So they feel free to do this because they're like, well, if we get caught, then what? Nobody's ever gone to jail for this shit. So fuck it. So what do you think the conspiracy is that uh, Bernie Sanders was winning and they said, well, we can't have that. Yeah, they're trying to do whatever they can to keep Bernie from from being the guy to go against Trump. And why would they do that? Uh, well, 
they know he's going to lose and he's not part of the swamp. He's an outsider and they don't like that. They want somebody that's part of the system. I have a different theory. Okay. It would be like having me fight Sparrowhawk. It's just not going to go well. Yeah. Oh, you think they just think it's going to be a clown show? I th- Everything, every every one of them is going to make it a clown show. That's well, the problem. And I don't know how many of these rumors to to listen to, but there was one apparently that John Kerry is thinking he should maybe get back in mm-hmm. because he said Bernie's going to take the Democratic Party down. Yeah, they, they overheard him saying that in a restaurant, somebody. See, I don't really buy that because I think, I, I believe Russia's theory when Reagan ran the second time and they threw Walter Mondale out there. They knew whoever they offered up was going to get their ass kicked, and they just went, just, you know, Fritz, do your thing. Just go ahead and run, you know, get beat up, and we'll move on. That's from why there. they should just let Bootages and like and get a have him like pick a, you know Pocahontas as his running mate, and then just expect them to lose. But I think the Democrats actually believe they'll win. <laughs> okay. I think there's I think there's people like John Kerry who go, okay, well when we win, we can't have Bernie win. So yeah. we have to, there's nobody in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's because he's not part of the establishment. Bernie's a piece of shit. Let's all agree on that. But he's a true believer in socialism. He's not part of the swamp. He, he is, uh, he is apart from them and they don't like that. They don't, they don't think they can control him, the Democratic Party. And they can't. I mean, they can because he bowed a knee to, to Clinton when, when they finally, uh, when he finally realized he's not going to get it. And then he finally said, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about these emails. No more talk about emails. Yeah, Hillary, I don't want to see. I'm emails. a very bad Bernie person. Well, you're better than mine. So, but, but I, I really think that it must be that they didn't get the result they wanted, so they're cooking the books a little. Mm-hmm. It can't just, it can't just be at this point, you know, two, three days later, that they can't get the, they can't get the numbers right, because they could, they could hand count those ballots. So. I mean, it's got to be, right? Yeah. Uh, you want to hear this? This is a uh, Fox News, Howard Kurtz from Fox News. Okay. Article. Those evil uh, Nazis at Fox News. So he starts out, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why I still think this is funny because it's an old meme or an old saying, but you had one job. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that. That's how he starts it. Well, it's funny because it's true. The Iowa caucuses essentially collapsed in confusion when state party officials were unable to report any results. It was a colossal failure on Monday night that will only fuel the criticism of the state's first-in-the-nation role with rules so complicated that journalists had trouble explaining them and the Democratic apparatus couldn't even count the votes. That didn't stop the presidential candidates from spinning the non-results. Pete uh, Buttigieg, who seemed poised for a good night based on reports on those who showed up to caucus for him, declared that, quote, by all indications, we are going on to New Hampshire victorious because tonight an improbable hope became an, became an undeniable reality, unquote. Well, maybe. His words would have had more resonance if we knew how many votes he got. Bernie Sanders says, or said he had a good feeling, and his campaign also says they got the most delegates. Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren called the outcome too close to call. Joe Biden said he would walk out of here with our share of delegates. And did you see Joe Biden when he said that? No. The guy just does not want to run. He does not want to be in this race. He, every time he opens his mouth, he's like, at one point, he's like, he's like, they ask him who's gonna who's who's yeah. gonna um, be his running mate or who's gonna be the vice president pick, and he goes, well, there's a lot of women out there that are good, a lot of people of color, and let's face it, I'm old. Yeah, he goes, we got to pick someone who could be president. And then people start laughing, and he goes, no, no, I'm serious, I'm old. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, I work out, I run, I do push-ups, <laughs> but uh, I'm an old guy. Yeah. Um, so every time he says something, it's like, he doesn't want, you can tell he doesn't want to be there. So, and he doesn't want to go up against Trump. He doesn't, 
you can tell he does not have the chops to go face to. Oh, that's not what he says. He's going to take him outside. He's going to take him to the woodshed. Yeah. Show him what for. Um, uh, he had his campaign, uh, Biden had his campaign send a letter of complaint about the reporting difficulties because, you know, nothing shows you mean business more than a letter of complaint, a strongly worded letter of complaint. Well, didn't they have all of the representatives from the candidates on the phone with the uh, the Democratic Party leader in uh, Iowa? The minimum was like an hour, hour and a half of wait time to report. And then all of a sudden, the person just hung up the phone. Well, that was because this that was I think it was was it Wolf Blitzer or somebody else from CNN was interviewing one of the one of the people waiting on on hold, and the guy's like, "Yeah, I've been waiting for like an hour and a half," and he's like, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the interview, he's like, somebody goes, "Oh, yeah, campaign headquarters, whatever," and he's like, "Oh, Wolf, Wolf, Wolf." They're uh, there, and the woman's in the back room going, "Hello, hello." He's like, "Wolf, um, I got the person answering now, and I'm gonna have to go." And Wolf's like, "Well, can we listen?" And she's like, "Hello, hello," and he's like, "Can we listen to Wolf?" And then click. He's like, oh, they hung up on me. I'm like, well, what the fuck? You didn't say anything to her. <laughs> well, no, there was one where the the party, the candidate representatives were talking to the party heads in Iowa on a conference call. Okay. And they were complaining about this whole thing, and then the person just hung up. Oh, I didn't I didn't hear that one. Yeah, just hung up. It was like, that's it. Um, yeah. So the one I heard was just the interview with it was pretty funny though. So well, Sparehawk, what do you think of the whole caucus thing? Do you think it was cooked? What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Retec- Retec- Why are you here? <laughs> I, uh, my conspiracy theory is this: that they're sure they're sure they're going to win because they've dialed in the cheating aspect of the whole election thing that didn't work for them in 2016, and they've really got it figured out this like time. Like socialism, right? They've they've, they've got, got socialism figured out too. Yeah. They've got it really got it figured out this time, so they've got to make sure that whoever they have in is going to do what they want to. They want done, and Bernie Sanders isn't that guy. So, Elizabeth Warren, yeah, booty jizz, maybe, but you know, Klobuchar. <laughs> yeah, and then finally, we come to find out today that Klobuchar was hoping that she'd be ahead of uh, Biden, and it turns out that she wah, wah, wasn't. Wait, she all, was, wait, all she does is win, though. Yeah, that, that's all she she's does. A is, yeah, she's a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. She's no woman. <laughs> and I said to him, <laughs> I can't stand her cadence in her voice. Her voice is actually worse than Hillary. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> her. Hi, well, what's your hair doing? A snowstorm. <laughs> <laughs> say, 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 can I get you a drink, honey? Or whatever. What was that? Can I get you a drink, honey? <laughs> 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 that voice sounds like she should be living under a bridge, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like uh, scaring children and stuff. Oh, after so the rest of this article, or more of this article was he. Uh, so his campaign said a letter of complaint, and uh, this is back to the writer of the article. And the Trump campaign did not miss an opportunity to crow that the Democrats are stewing in a caucus mess of their own creation with the sloppiest train wreck in history. <laughs> I actually like that quote. Did you see what he did there? He had to sneak his own name into there. Oh, crow. I gotta get a I gotta get a clip of that of her laugh after that joke or that that seven times seventeen times she told that joke. Yeah, I I quotation marks when I say joke. Trevor Noah anecdote. Trevor Noah finally went, Okay, cut it out. Yeah. (laughs) You got a lefty telling you to stop telling your anti Trump joke. Now, if you do want to know how the Iowa caucuses work, he's got like a breakdown of that too. It's not very long, but but it, but it's crazy rules. It's like everybody can pick their their favorite candidate, 
And if the if a minority of candidates like like if you don't qualify with a certain amount, so like it's Bud- like British Parliament style stuff. But it's like Buttigieg and uh, Sanders and uh, Warren are in the top, and Biden got enough. But like if Klobuchar and Booker and all those don't get enough, they can Steal. band together yeah. and make one sort of compromise candidate. Yeah, it's really weird. It's just so stupid, and they just keep they keep recounting and well, recounting until they get what they want to get. Uh, and so, but even when even after that, when they're done, there's one person in that precinct that's like, "Here's the number, right here," and they said they couldn't they couldn't upload it to the app, and um, but they just said some the Democratic uh, chair or whatever his title is, the guy got up there and said, "You know, I'm a lifelong Iowan, and I took this personally," and. He said something about, I mean, just a bunch of tech gibberish about, you know, we had a back channel problem with our, you know, downloads. And it, it was just, it was gibberish. It was all a bunch of tech speak for, I don't know what happened. Who, uh, what's the quote or who said this quote? Iowa picks corn and New Hampshire picks presidential candidates or something like that. <sighs> it's like nobody really fucking cares about Iowa. Iowa is not a uh, indicator of, of who's going to go on to be the nominee. Well, I don't know if so that's true just, or not. Usually, if you don't if you don't come in the top three in Iowa, you don't make it. All right, but the one that's like the top in Iowa usually is not the one that that wins the uh, nomination. I I don't know if that's true, but I know that if you're not in the top three, you don't move on. Yeah. And that's because uh, Dick that, Jep Gephardt, Mike Huckabee, Rick Santorum, and others won Iowa and later faltered. Uh, Trump finished second in Iowa in Clobber's competition, so whoever's first doesn't matter. But yeah, top three might be. Yeah, but it's you know because usually if you if you can't hang through Iowa, you're you're not viable. Mm-hmm. So I mean, look at Rudy Giuliani. He, well, Barack Obama, Obama won Iowa. Yeah, so Giuliani sort of skipped Iowa, yeah. and he thought he was going to win the Super Tuesday stuff in Florida and all that, and he just he didn't make it. How was that that uh, that Tex-Mex mix, by the way, uh, Sparrowhawk? I'm trying to figure out which I'm going to eat next. I'm picking through it one piece at a time. <laughs> Can you, do you have any more? Because I took all these sesame yeah, you sticks. Have, you can out. have my Thank bowl. You. Sesame yeah. sticks are gone. I want that bowl. Thank you. Go on. Go on. Yeah, brush your beard. You got a little in your beard. There you go. It's very much into this uh, uh, Iowa caucus. I'm, I'm here for the would you rather. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> are we doing that yet or what? We're doing it. We're coming up on it. Okay. And here we thought you were here to class up the joint. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> Um, so I, I think you could say that there's a good, I don't know if I really believe that they were cooking the books on it or anything, but it's just too easy to believe it. Yeah. It's given what they've done before. Well, it does seem like the, uh, the Trump derangement syndrome's real and there's no doubt about it. And the fact is they are so fucking desperate, um, to try to get him out of the, out of the white house. They know that the, uh, impeachment was a fucking hoax and retarded basically they know that so you can't say retarded yeah uh so they they're just moving on to the next thing they was like well we just got to try to get the candidate that's that we can you know fudge the votes enough to win who knows but that's not uh, not bernie but they can't honestly believe there's anybody in this group that could beat him can they i mean biden's not going to get there there's no fucking way biden uh the party doesn't want they don't want uh, Sanders, and I'm guessing if you made them admit it, they'd say they don't want Warren either. Buttigieg, he, they, he, he's not his. The black vote's just exactly completely gone for him. Forty percent no, of the black people aren't going to vote for yeah. him. And you know why? 
<laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, no, why? Uh, I don't know. I'm asking you, <laughs> Rooster. Why would 40% why would black of... people not vote for booty jizz? I don't know why. Could it be partially due to his name? Could be. Could be his sexual pro- proclivity? Which is? I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to make a statement. Maybe we should ask his husband. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, just culturally speaking, um, uh, black families or black voters are you know, Christians, and they're very much um, anti-gay. Does that make say. them bigots? No, because they're black. You can't be a bigot if you're black. No, I thought you can't be racist if you're black. No, you can't be a bigot if you're black. You can't be? No, absolutely not. What if you hate other black people? Uh, well, if they're Uncle Tom's, it's okay. What if they're like Aunt Carol's? <laughs> That's Aunt Jemima's. Aunt Jemima's. <laughs> get your shit straight, Rooster. I'm sorry. My shit's a mess. All right. Should we get on to Sparrowhawks, would you rather? Oh, <laughs> we're doing a little early now because just because Sparrowhawk wants. Okay. Well, did you have anything else on this? No, I'm done with this. I mean, it sounds like Buttigieg won. Yeah. Sanders came in second. Yep. And Klobuchar was no, last. Uh, yeah, and Warren was third. Yeah, and uh, Biden was fourth. Yeah, but Klobuchar is like, she's saying, I was only 800 votes behind Biden. 800 votes behind the vice president. Well, okay. You were, you were like fourth loser. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's go on to Would You Rathers. Would you rather find a wallet and turn it in or keep it and say nothing? That all depends on what's in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what if it's just a nice wallet? Eh, I don't. I, I don't need a nice wallet. I can use a little uh, little money clip. I thought you just got a wad of wet bills in your pocket. <laughs> wet? Because <laughs> I, I sweat profusely in my groin. And just your clammy hands. Yeah. You know. Uh. Yeah. I mean, if there was like a ten oh. one crisp one hundred dollar bills in it. No, I wouldn't turn it in. I'd take the $100 bills, and I'd probably just like throw it back where I found it. Well, who do you turn it into? A rabbit. What if it had an ID in it, and you knew who it belonged to? Well, if I knew the person? <laughs> no, if you just made a judgment on the person in the oh, ID. Well, yeah, depending on their picture, how they looked, and what their name was, I would make a judgment on whether or not they deserve this money. So if they look like an immigrant and thought... No, and, and you th- what? Rooster. If they look like an immigrant and you thought they could really use the money, you'd Rooster. turn it in. But if it was a white guy, you wouldn't. I mean, that's like pretty much the exact opposite of what I was thinking, but thanks for trying. <laughs> I know it was the opposite of what you were thinking. Uh, would you... Oh, so you guys would turn in the money? I would turn, turn in the, the money, yeah. Like if $1,000, like one, one, 10 crisp $100 I'd bills. turn it in. Hmm. What if you like were behind in all your bills? I'm behind in all my bills. I'd still turn <laughs> the money in. Um, would you rather be reincarnated or ascend into heaven when you die? Jeez, that's a deep one. I don't know. What are you being re- reincarnated as? A cockroach. Do I get to do I get to keep like all my memories and stuff? No, and reincarnation. What, and what is heaven like? Tell me what heaven. Explain heaven to me, and then I'll tell you. <laughs> it's like a socialist utopia heaven is a uh an all-day break at work with free lunch <laughs> <laughs> done it <laughs> reincarnate me <clears throat> but as what i mean 
If you come yeah, back as like depends. a, come back as right, like, like a lower another, life another form. person. The problem is reincarnation. Most of them say it, like you, you get a new life, but you don't remember your if old you, life. Well, you, then why? What's the point? You're but, coming back as an oak tree. Oh. But if you could come back as like another person, I mean, basically the equivalent to you now. Like, but you had all your memories. Yeah, but that's not typically what they. No, but just just say you could. I'm riffing here, and you could. Would you do it? Sure. So you're at so you're like four years old and as smart as you are. I just think you'd be bored out of your mind for like the first ten years, and then you'd just crush life after that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, I think no. What would happen is you'd be like a, such a prodigy. At that young age, no, but you'd have to play dumb because okay, you don't want to. Yeah, because all the expectations would be so high for somebody like. Yeah, that. but I mean, you'd be hanging out with a bunch of five-year-olds who just want to play Legos and, hmm. you know, stick their fingers in their nose and stuff. You'd have to struggle through that period to get into like. You'd just hang out with all the adults and be precocious. Yeah, they would love you. Maybe. So. They'd all talk about how much they hate Trump. <laughs> would you rather belong to a country club or a book club? Oh my God! Country Who wrote club? these questions? Country club. Was, were the rest of the people on a book break? Book clubs are when they free. Country clubs cost a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Of course. I take the thing that costs money. Yeah, country club. Sparrowhawk. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> You're the one that wanted to do the would you rathers. Pick a good one. You don't want to belong to a country club? I, I don't. I just actually started a book club with one friend of mine. Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, it, is it a comic book club? <laughs> <laughs> no. It was actually books with pictures. But not comics. Did they have any words in them? A few. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Would you keep working if you win the lottery or simply retire with your winnings? How much do you win? I'm going to say like the big one, like $250 Ooh. Okay. So you win $250 bucks. So when it's all said and done, you got like $175 million. Well, I mean, what do they consider working? I mean, you'd probably be doing a lot of shit with that, not just like lounging around. Yeah, I wouldn't keep the same job I have. No, yeah, you quit your job for sure. Right, I'd for sure quit the job. I would retire, and then I would probably pick up some expensive hobbies. That's what I would do. You'd be doing the same stuff you are now. Uh, No, you'd invest in businesses that are fun, and Mm -hmm. then you would do like all the hard work you delegate to people, and then all the fun stuff you'd be like involved in. No, you'd still be fixing shit for people. You'd do it just because you want to. That's it's my curse. That's what I do. <laughs> You'd just buy a bunch of shit on the internet, Crow, and uh, return it. Yeah. <laughs> this is not what I ordered. <laughs> no, you would. You're the worst impulse buyer I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm pretty bad. I mean, it's a good thing you have a job because if you could sit in front of the TV and watch like infomercials, if I could find a job where I was just an impulse buyer for a living, that'd be a that'd be a cool job. I'd take that job. <laughs> Who would hire an impulse buyer? <laughs> it's like a study. It'd be like a university study. Here's a bunch of money <laughs> that I don't, I got to burn this. You know who would do that? Like Brewster's Millions. Do you ever see that movie where you have to spend yeah. 300 million or $30 million in 30 days or something like that? Except you can't keep any of the stuff, but that'd be the job for you. Yeah. You just buy random shit on the internet all the time. All right. We're going to do one more. Uh, would you rather have your favorite nursery rhyme or your favorite toy as a child come to life? God, skip that. Really? It's dumb. You don't well, have a no, favorite no, no, no. Let's think rhyme? about this. What Let's was think. your favorite nursery rhyme? That's what I'm trying to think about. <clears throat> you know, Peter, Peter, pumpkin eater, right? 
I don't, uh, I don't know if I like where you're going I guess with that. I don't, yeah, I don't have a favorite uh, nursery rhyme. <laughs> what was it? Favorite nursery rhyme? I mean, I know favorite, that favorite one. Favorite toy. But... I mean, oh, I, dude. I remember having... Uh, what the? Well, I remember having the Rancor from Star Wars. Remember that big monster from the pit that like went against Luke? We uh, had a Rancor yeah, toy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so if it comes to life, is it just like the, the toy-sized one? Or is yeah. it like the no, big no, one? No, 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 toy-sized. That'd be fun. <laughs> be a cute little pet. Otherwise, it's the big one. Yeah, you're no, keeping it in your garage. Yeah, I don't want that. Well, maybe I do. <laughs> Feeding the neighbors to it. Yeah, people they don't like. So I'd have uh, to go with toy. Nope. Yeah, but yeah. what do you? What even is your favorite nursery rhyme? I don't have one. Yeah, I mean, come on. I think that's a, a question for women. Sounds or soy boys. How about like? How about like a question like, uh, would you rather have your favorite toy come to life or your favorite dog back or something like that? That'd be tough. Yeah, or your favorite character from a book or something like that. Yeah, but yours are all from Little Women. So, <laughs> you know, just be annoying. Who's your favorite character from a book? Uh, I don't read books. <laughs> read. What, my favorite character from a book? That's a good question. I, it would take the rest of this episode for me Pretty to good. think of the three books that I've read in my whole life. And if there's a character that, character that I am is my favorite. But two of them had pictures in them, so you really only read yeah. one book. I, I would say my favorite, it was not a character, but the actual chocolate bar from Willy Wonka was my favorite. Just the way it smells, the way to describe it. Describe it, yeah. yeah. So, the way he like... Uh, peeled it yeah. apart, peeled it open. A little bit at a time. A little bit at a time, yeah. They saved it, yeah. yeah. Savored it. Yeah. not familiar with this book. Mm-hmm. Willy Wonka, what's that? You get nothing. Good day. <laughs> All, right. All right, so... Let's talk State of the Union trash from the other night. Okay. This was... Uh, okay, first of all, I'm, I'm going to admit, I didn't want to watch it because I thought... And I put this on our Facebook page. I always hate State of the Union, usually. I thought it was going to be all the things I don't like about Trump. I thought it was going to be like, you know, I'm awesome. You know, everybody, everybody around me thinks I'm awesome. Look at the size of my dick, that kind of stuff. And then he was going to go on and on about impeachment and how, you know, he was going to take shots at everybody. Yeah, I usually get really fed up with all the uh, the clapping, all the standing and clapping. And there there was a lot there of There was a lot, but it actually was uh, deserved. That's the thing. Yeah, and it still was a lot. The I heard, uh, I can't remember what representative it was or if it was a senator on the radio today talking about how he, I think he was talking to Glenn Beck. So I don't know who it was, but he was talking about how, you know, they probably wouldn't have clapped or it was even Glenn Beck because he was there um, in the gallery in the galley. And he said they, they were in the kitchen making stuff. <laughs> there wouldn't have been so much like clapping or sustained or loud hooting and clapping if it weren't for the fact that the Democrats were so obnoxious whenever Trump would say anything. He said uh, uh, Beck said the mic or the uh, the news feeds didn't pick up most of what you're hearing. Sometimes you'd hear like the hooting and the booing from the Democrats. Yeah. But he said it was constant. And he go, you're not you don't pick it up on the on the feed because they're they're listening to you know the mics are at Trump. Um. So it's, unless it's really loud, you're not hearing it. But he said it was nonstop hissing and booing throughout the whole speech. And he goes, the reason that you hear so much sustained and loud clapping and hooting from the Republican side is because they were trying to drown out the 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 lefties that hate Trump. Yeah, it was still it was still a lot. Yeah, I think uh, I did see someone on Facebook blamed uh, was it Joe Wilson, the guy who called Barack Obama a liar. Yeah, when he said uh, he wasn't stuff wrong. about health. Yeah, he was absolutely right. And they they were going to censure him. Yeah. So the person said, "Well, 
Democrats may have done that stuff last night, but that guy started it. So oh, fuck you. I know. So you can behave like an ass because somebody else did it eight years ago. Yeah. One guy. Yeah. And then he got the side eye from everybody and, and quieted down. I think he got censured, actually. Yeah, but Which, I don't know what that means. And had to apologize and all shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so, uh, it, I mean, the, the most amusing part of it was just watching Nancy Pelosi through the whole thing. Just well, the, She had a look on her face the whole time like, this fucking guy. first thing that happened was that... He walked up there. She introduced him, and I guess she broke from uh, the standard. Yeah, uh, it's not. She didn't. It's supposed to be like it's my honor to introduce the president. Yeah. She just goes, "Ah, oh, it's the president of the United States." And then she hand or he handed her his transcript of the speech. She grabbed it with both hands, and then as he was turning away, she reached out to uh, to shake his hand, and he's like, "Fuck you, bitch." It did look to me like she tried to reach before he turned, but I also it. It also did look to me like he could have just been like, and who cares? Let's just do this. He has no, he has no obligation to shake that bitch's hand. Well, at this point, do you remember? And I think we brought this up before. Do you remember um, a while back when uh, Dick Cheney was vice president, and there was some, there was some senator because the vice president, the president of the Senate, there was some senator, Democratic senator, just going off on him while he was there, talking about how corrupt he was and all the stuff. And then well, he came you can up, go fuck yourself. Didn't came he? up to shake his hand afterwards, and Cheney said, "Go fuck yourself." Yeah. And everybody was like. Oh, can you believe he said what? that? Well, that's decorum. Yeah. But what I about kinda, reaching across the aisle in decorum? I kind of wish he would have just given her the Trump shake, handshake. You oh, know? pulled her right across the table. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the best. Pull her right in, yeah. just shake it real she's like She's like fall, almost falling her over. Dentures the, <laughs> 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 her dentures would have fell out. Her dentures fell out. She had enough trouble with that anyway. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, she just had the look on her face the whole time like this fucking guy. I just hate yeah. this guy. Well, at least she was wearing all white. And then all the um, all of her supporters. It was more of a cream. We're wearing white too, because you know if they all wear in solidarity white, with supremacy, right? If it's a bunch of white women right. wearing all white, where's that happened before? Well, it wasn't all white women. It wasn't it wasn't Rashida Tlaib and uh, and uh, Elon Omar wearing white. I didn't see. I don't think Omar was there, was she? Yeah, both of them were. There. A lot Rashida of them Tlaib and Omar were there. A lot of them didn't even show up. Well, uh, AOC didn't show up. Well, there was something they were doing. They showed them at one point, and they're all standing up with their left hand out doing something. Sigheil. I mean, it looked like a Nazi salute, <coughs> except they were waving yeah. their hand or something. At it. Uh, so from what I uh, heard from Glenn Beck, that Rashida Tlaib and Elon Omar were in the back the whole time, just like not paying attention, like chatting amongst themselves and like laughing and doing yeah, stuff on their phones. showing each other their phones. Yeah. yeah, just doing all kinds of like just inconsiderate shit, you know, trying to show off that they didn't fucking care what he was saying. And then at one point they finally just stood up and left and all, all acting like they were outraged, like it was like a set time for them to leave. And we put out like a flurry of tweets, and one of the tweets was, "Oh, we're not going to sit by while while he um, takes, while he gloats about taking away food stamps or food from peep from poor people." It's like fucking pieces of shit. First of all, he was he was bragging because that's what you do when you've done something awesome. Um, he got a bunch of people off of uh, WIC, which is basically the new version of food stamps. Um, he didn't cut WIC. He didn't cut the funding to it. The fact is, people are doing better, so they don't need to be on it. Yeah. So fuck you, you pieces of shit. And there's a lot of people who shouldn't be on it. Right. And yeah. there's a way you qualify for it, right? Yeah. And yeah so the fraud if, too. Yeah. Right. And so if there's if the economy's good and there's jobs everywhere and you're working, you 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 don't qualify yeah. to be on it. So therefore, you can if you're saying that's taking it away from them, then let's take it away from everybody if that's the way you do it. You know. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I didn't really, I honestly didn't think anything he said was bragging because he was more like, you know, this administration is doing this. He did take a lot of shots at Obama's 
Uh, failed, failed presidency, yeah. basically. But you know, failed so programs. what? But he didn't do any of that stuff I thought he was going to do. Where he's like, you know, these people and their their stuff. You know, little Mike yeah. and well, he started out very crazy, like, Bernie, like and, right on task. I mean, he was like teleprompter. Like the first ten minutes were just straight teleprompter, um, very kind of low key for Trump. And I was like, oh, if this is going to be how it is, it's going to be kind of boring. But it was it was a good speech. No, I mean, I, it was. I and, think the shots that you're talking about towards the the Trump or the uh, Obama administration to me are important because that's what they were pushing on everybody that this is the new norm this is how it's going to be this is what you this is what you can expect and i think pointing out the fact that they were a fucking bunch of idiots and didn't know what the fuck yeah. they were doing is absolutely genius of this guy yeah yeah i agree but he didn't call him by name or anything like that we all know what just he was the saying just the administration yeah. yeah and he said you know we built all these factories you know factories that the previous administration said weren't going to come back yeah you know, and he, he he did a lot of that stuff, and I thought it was really good. And then, wasn't it that hundred uh, year old Tuskegee Airman? He promoted him right there, and and uh, well, he recognized the hundred year old Tuskegee Airman and his great grandson who wants to join the the Space Force. So he basically said, "Here's a young man who wants to join Space Force," and then talked about him. And says, and his grandfather, uh, great grandfather, was a Tuskegee Tuskegee Airman. Stand up! It's like holy shit, <laughs> this guy. His great grandfather's here too. That was pretty cool. Well, and then he had uh, he had Rush Limbaugh there and gave him yeah. the Freedom Award or whatever. Yeah, the Congressional Medal of Freedom is what now, I think. I'll tell you, well, no, Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. Shortly before that's when I started watching. I didn't watch the whole thing, but what pissed me off was watching Nancy fucking Pelosi while everybody. This man's been diagnosed with what stage four lung cancer yeah, now. Pretty bad, you know, and. Uh, um, and what pissed me off is that everybody stands up and applauds and shows their respect. And this fucking cunt is sitting there looking the other way and talking to her imaginary fucking. Yeah, she did a lot of that. the fuck she was talking, talking to, to her shuffling her papers friends. and wouldn't even wouldn't even give the respect to just at least just stand up silent. for a man who's been or, basically given or, um, handed or, up possible. Or death just sentence. sit there in silent respect right. and not do anything goofy. No, no. Well, look, I'll I'll be honest and say if I was in her position and it was a similar person like a hardcore Chris, Chris lefty, Matthews, yeah, Chris Matthews, then I would have sat there with my hands uh, crossed I, and I wouldn't have stood and I would have just looked and and not looked like fuck this guy. See, that's I would I'm, I'm different. I would have stood up like everybody else and I would have at least I would have probably clapped my hands together because here's the thing, I, we, we we differ. You're a piece of shit. You've got diagnosed with a with a terminal illness, uh, possible death sentence. Why would I sit there and fucking act like an asshole? I, I don't get I don't understand. I don't understand how you could not stand up. And this is not just him, but every other fucking person that. Yeah, the ski airman. Yeah, for exactly. Sake. You look, you watch her. And what pissed me off is that I wish they would have just constantly shown her not standing every time he, he addressed somebody and showed somebody up there. And well, the, the military wife, the, her soldier, her husband. Returned. See, that I would have stood for. If it was Chris Matthews and he had a terminal illness, I don't know. I don't I think stand. I would stand up, but I would applaud. Yeah. You know, or, either, either or just, at least just uh, like try to keep looking like you're not pissed. Right. Like and, just look neutral and go, OK, I get this. I understand this. Be respectful. You don't have to applaud it. You don't have to say, well, I think he deserves this. You don't have to. Yeah, see, I'd be the opposite. But I, you, would I would I would I would be very respectful. I wouldn't be like yeah. shaking my head and scowling yeah. and like or laughing or, or talking to somebody. I'd be I'd stand there. I'd sit there respectfully. And in a way to show like I would stand. I would do the opposite. I would probably stand but not applaud. And just just to show that I am that's I'm, okay. I mean, that's, right. that, that's I, I'm actually showing my respect do do. and 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 sh- and showing yeah. that I, you know what that there's prayer, a lot of yeah, people right. that a lot of people were influenced by yeah. him and that yeah. that think he's a great person. But then at the same time, even though I don't like Chris Matthews, I would 
I would say to him privately, you know, while he's there, I would just be like, hey, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Let me know if there's anything I can do. Right. But there's so many people out there that hate Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, wishing someone would die, I just, I, that's, that's not something I understand. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can certainly admit and go, hey, it wouldn't be bad for my side if he wasn't here. Yeah. But, I mean, wishing that upon somebody, that's just, that's just evil. Yeah. So, and then they had the, the dad, they brought the dad back from, uh, they had that one family up there with the two little kids. And, the soldier? Uh, yeah, the soldier. He's the I, army. Yeah, it's, uh, it says, uh, Trump's address included an emotional reunion that was one of the rare moments when both parties applauded. But did Pelosi stand up for this? I don't know if she did or not. He invited uh, Amy Williams, an army spouse from Fort Bragg, uh, North Carolina, to pay tribute to the role that military families play. She was seated in the first lady's box with her two children, six-year-old Alina and three-year-old Rowan. The president noted that Williams' husband was deployed to Afghanistan for the past seven months, his fourth deployment. Then he stunned her with a revelation that her husband was home. As he entered the chamber, both Republicans and Democrats leapt to their feet, and chants of USA erupted as the president thanked Sergeant First Class Townsend Williams, who hugged his wife and children. And at first, his his three-year-old son almost kind of didn't recognize him. Mom was like going, hey, and all of a sudden the kid was like, Wait, yeah. this is dad. Wow. And then he was like bouncing around. He couldn't sit still. Yeah. It was it was pretty cool. But the I thought the reaction was best from the I don't know who it was who was sitting behind her. It was an older guy. And uh he had this look on his face when they said, Oh, and we have a special guest. It's your husband. And he had this like no fucking way. Really? <laughs> <laughs> he turned around, he's like, Oh my God. So yeah, it was that was pretty cool. Yeah. And I think the the master stroke of this speech was it it made the Democrats decide to show what they were supporting and what they weren't. I mean, you going to stand for the army family or not? And they're like, you could just see some of them. They're like, I, I want to, but yeah. this is a Trump thing. So I'm not gonna. So fuck you. And it, it just wasn't good for them. Well, a lot of people were brought to tears by that. And then yeah. also this, um, the girl that got the scholarship. Oh Janiah yeah, Davis, fourth grader from Philadelphia. Oh, um, but that was just pandering. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's what they all say. Uh, I guess, and that's another thing that happened. With Glenn Beck was talking about, like he was watching the floor intently when all this was going on. He goes, "It was, it was actually sickening when Rush Limbaugh got his um, the Congressional Medal of Honor because he said there were the Democrats were actually shouting at each other, like, can you fucking believe this fucking pandering bullshit? Like, it, I'm not swearing, but like he said, they were like so disrespectful. They weren't even." Like being there, sitting there and going, like shaking their heads, they were actually vocalizing, like, this is pandering, ridiculous, like yelling at each other. But when the little black girl gets the scholarship, yeah. I some of them didn't applaud that. Yeah. You know, and they're pandering. Yeah. Trump only racist. cares. Trump only cares about black people when it's on TV. Like, like a Democrat, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's the only time Democrats care about black people is when they're running for something. Yeah. Because yep. if they if it was something else, maybe they would have fixed some of these shithole cities. Well, they want to keep them stacked up like sardines in cities and dependent on the government. So anytime you want to make life better for somebody, then they will they will do for themselves and they won't rely on the government. So the Democrats want them reliant on the government. And the only way to do that is to make their lives fucking miserable, <laughs> yeah. not improve their lives. So it's like a catch 22 for the Democrats and for the for black families or blacks, um, because the Democrats want that vote and they don't want to let the 
uh, black people know that they're keeping them in that position. So it's all a bunch of smoke and mirrors and, you know, shuffling the shuffling the deck. And what is it? What's another term? Uh, uh, cups and cups and balls. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just wanted to say balls, didn't you? Yeah. So, so. what about uh, what do you think about uh, when he inter- introduced <laughs> the opposition, um, the Venezuelan opposition leader? I, As, that was weird. I didn't honest, expect I that. I think we should stay out of that shit. It, yeah, it was it was odd. I didn't expect that kind of a thing let, to happen. It must that, have been before I started watching. Was that early on? Uh, no, that was later. It wasn't a real big. It didn't. It didn't last very long. Yeah, it was. This is the legit. He said something about you know Maduro and how he's screwing up Venezuela. Well, this guy and, was not on the list of of like he re- releases a list beforehand, mm-hmm. of, and this guy wasn't on the list. So the guy just showed up. And then so during the speech, um, Trump stressed his administration's efforts in standing up for freedom and declared that the U.S. joined with more than 50 other countries to oppose the socialist dictator of Venezuela, uh, Nicolas Maduro. Then the president pointed to uh, uh, Guido, is that her name? Yeah. Guido, who was sitting in the first lady's box. The announcement sparked a standing ovation, including from House Speaker. Trump called him a very brave man who carries with him the hopes, dreams, and aspirations of all Venezuelans. Then he said to uh, Guido, please take this message back that all Americans are united with the Venezuelan people in their righteous struggle for freedom. Um, Yeah, because it's a complete shit show in Venezuela. And yeah, somebody else should. I mean, Maduro destroyed that country. But you know what? Again, I I don't care. I don't care about these other countries. I wouldn't other than than knowing how that's going to affect us. I with, just with the refugee bullshit because our open borders. I just want us to we're fix gonna, our. We're going to have a migrant crisis like you wouldn't believe that this shit keeps going on. Yeah. And if we don't have the borders taken care of, I think we already have it. But I mean, can you imagine how bad it is? I mean, it's already bad. And then Venezuela decides this is fucked. It's never going to get any better. And then in mass, like most yeah, but, population starts coming up here. But Mexico's stopping people at the border. That's now. actually true. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean. When Trump said Mexico was going to pay for the wall, nobody really <laughs> believed that. But you almost start to go, I bet he's going to make Mexico pay for this wall. One way or another. Yeah, they said Mexico's not going to stop people from moving through their country. And now that they've got this agreement signed, Mexico's stopping people from coming through their country. Yeah, but Trump hasn't accomplished anything. Yeah, he's, God, that fucker, I hate him. Yeah. So It's all Obama's doing. So anyway, Trump gives this speech. It's a pretty good speech. It wasn't awesome. It wasn't perfect. It was it was good, you know, um, but then as he finishes, my wife and I are watching this together. Oh, Nancy stands up and tears up his was speech. Something I was right I was pretty fucking shocked. She goes, I was like looking down at my phone because it's over, mm-hmm. you know, and she goes, she just tore up the speech. I'm like, what? And I look up. Because she tore and it she like four it, times, like, like three, four different. I pages. saw like See, the I last. Didn't even, I did not even know that it was the speech. I just saw that. I just instantly just saw that papers. she's back there tearing papers, and I'm like, "This." I, I told my wife right away, like, "This bitch is fucking. Look at her. She's a fucking nut. She is." Yeah. So it doesn't even matter that it was the actual speech. It's the fact that she can't fucking stop herself from acting like a three-year-old. Well, did yeah. you hear what she said though? As she was leaving the chamber, somebody goes, "Did you tear up the speech?" She goes, "It was the nicest thing I could do, considering the alternative." What were you thinking about spitting on him? Is that what she was thinking about doing? Like we, spitting on Trump? What were you going to do? Big fucking hocking a big loogie in his hair? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck were you going to do? We're going to fucking, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, were well, you going to put your foot out and trip him when he walks by? She's going to wipe her ass with it. Oh, <laughs> well, was she going to do a, what was the Lincoln, what, what, what's his name? What was she going to pull an Oswald? <laughs> not Oswald, uh, Lee, yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. No, not Lee Harvey Oswald. Uh, who, who assassinated uh, Lincoln? 
Yeah. Oh, John Wilkes oh, Booth. Yeah. Booth. Yeah, Booth. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Oswald was Kennedy, right? Yeah, yeah. And then she was going to jump out of the out of the box <laughs> and go, San Francisco will rise again. Break her leg. Yeah. <laughs> Break her hip, more likely. <laughs> well, then I, I guess, yes, then that was probably the best thing she could do was rip up that, that speech. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you so much. She, yeah, she could have blown her what nose if, in it, I guess, wiped her what? ass with it. You know what she is sometimes? Too clever by half. <laughs> Oh, I don't know about that. My, I, don't, I don't think that fits. One of my favorite parts. <laughs> one of my favorite favorite points was was Trump pointing out again how they've how they've uh, uh, put in over 180 judges in the court system while all this bullshit's been going on. Yeah, he's it, quietly doing it, shit, getting so, shit done. So and just putting in their face like, meanwhile, while you double down on fucking stupid, I've got 189 judges that have been uh, put into place yeah. here for, for, yep. for my next four years as fucking president. But didn't they, didn't they start applauding that? And he goes, yep, we're doing it. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. He said, there's more, more in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah. Said. There's a uh, Ruth Gator Bing- Ginsburg. Anyone? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's not going to make another four years. No, fuck no. We've talked about this so much. So. so, and there were only four justices there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, which I expected Roberts was there, which, Again, sorry, Roberts is a class act. I think him showing up was good. Too clever by half. Yeah, shut up. Uh, but Elena Kagan was there. That was it. She's not one I would have expected to show up. Yeah. I'd expect her to be like, oh, fuck this guy. Yeah. I didn't vote for Thomas, him. my president. Thomas wasn't there? No. Huh. From what I heard, he w- well, ahead of the speech, he wasn't going to be there. So. Mm. so anyway, after that. Oh, God, yes. We still had the TV on. Whitmer. And Gretchen Whitmer, who is the wait, wait before you go on, <clears throat> I think he said his next his twenty twenty punchline, which was the best is yet to come. Oh, I'm, I'm putting my I'm gonna, I'm telling you Actually right like now, that. that's gonna because he saved so that instead of cog keep right America instead of keep America great, the best great, is yet to come. Is yet like to come. Trump twenty twenty the best is yet to come is oh. gonna be what the tagline. I like that actually. Oh my god, that would be that's good. better than cog keep you America can, great. You you gotta admit though, the guy can market the hell out of stuff. I mean, he's just, he's ahead of him on all this PR BYC stuff. BYC, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so Gretchen Whitmer is the, I didn't know this until last night, uh, the governor Michigan. of Michigan. And, I mean, she's pretty well-spoken, um, but the problem is all that comes out of her mouth is a bunch of bullshit. So I usually don't watch the response because I don't care. And I do give the people who respond credit because they basically have to respond on the fly. I mean, they get a little bit of what's gonna, what they're gonna see because they get the transcript ahead of time, but they don't, they don't get to see how it plays. Sparrowhawk. I'm gonna fill my drink. <laughs> Is that like the new thing you're gonna have every guest fill your drink for you? Well, I mean, they're imbibing in my free alcohol at, at this bunker, the, the second <laughs> studio bunker. They should at least refill my drink. So she gets up there and she starts, you know, doing the, um, you know. Hey, Democrats are awesome. Republicans yeah. suck. All that stuff. Uh, and and nothing Trump said is 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 true. And everything is because of Democrats, not Republicans. I know. So she goes. I'm gonna skim through the transcript of this, but she goes. Uh, so instead of talking about what he's saying, she she says you have to uh, you have to pay attention to what people do, not what they say. And so she says, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna show Did you. Did you spit in this? I'm sorry. He's got a fucking smirk on his face when he handed this to me. Are you actually going to drink all of that, or are you going to share some of that with me? No. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's just like a, it's like seven fingers <laughs> of whiskey. <laughs> I just thought he's spitting it. Sorry, I'm, I'm um, interrupting. So she goes, instead of talking about what he's saying, I'm going to highlight what Democrats are doing. Okay. 
Um, after yeah. all, you can listen to what someone says, but to know the truth, you have to watch what we what they do. Michiganders are no different from Americans everywhere. We love our families. And we want a good life today and a better life tomorrow for our kids. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, because Republicans are against that. Republicans are against better. You know, they're for dirtier water and dirtier air and fuck your kids. and yeah, Fuck grandma. Yeah. Grandma should die. Push so anyway. She goes, we have grit and value loyalty. Grit. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. who cares? It's like it's like when they say that, uh, when they call people of America folks. Yeah. Um, grit and folks. Um, so she goes, uh, she talks about young Americans are proving uh, every day that they have boundless energy, blah, 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 by taking action. That's what I want to focus on tonight. Monty Scott is a 13-year-old and lives in Michigan Heights, Michigan. Monty's street was covered in potholes. They were ankle deep, and he, he was tired of waiting for them to be fixed. So he grabbed a shovel and a bucket of dirt and went to fill them himself. During my campaign, people told me to fix the damn roads because blown tires and windshields are downright dangerous. So they're Wind, saying windshields. The, the Democrat, because potholes break windshields. Do they? If you hit them hard enough, yeah. So she goes, so what she's saying is, by the way, Michigan's been run by Democrats for a long time. Uh, not always in the governor, but I mean, it's, state. Still, it's still the Republicans' fault that there's potholes. Yes. So she's basically saying that a 13-year-old had to go out and fix this because the government can't get it done. That's what she's saying. Okay. And regardless sounds of who's like, in charge, government can't get it that done. That sounds like a Republican talking point to me. Yes. Uh, she goes, <laughs> cars, cars take money for rent, child care, groceries, da da da, da. Uh, And we Democrats are doing something about it. Okay, now, pay attention to the state she mentions here. In Illinois, Governor J.B. Pritzker passed a multi-billion-dollar plan to rebuild the roads and bridges. Okay, well, it's Illinois, which has been run by who for 80 years? Democrats. Democrats, yep. Governor Phil Murphy is replacing lead pipes in New Jersey. Democrats. Democrats. All across the country, Democratic leaders are rebuilding bridges, fixing roads, expanding broadband. By the way, that was in Trump's thing. Let's which put free stupid. Wi-Fi everywhere. Yeah. Which and, I don't agree with. And cleaning up drinking water, except in Flint, Michigan, which is her Democrat. state. Her state. Yeah. And she later mentions how how and we still have dirty water. So you're going to let things get so state, fucking out of control. In the state you yeah. run, you still have dirty water. Yeah. And the uh, potholes are so bad that windshields are fucking getting broken, which is the first I've heard. They're so bad, and now they're going to address it, but the, only because they've gotten so bad that people are com- legitimately just completely pissed off about it. Monty has tried to do more uh, with a pile of dirt uh, and a shovel than the Republicans in D.C. have done with the Oval Office and the Senate. Bullying people on Twitter doesn't fix bridges. It burns them. Our energy should be used to solve problems. That was too and, clever by half, by the way. And, and true health care... Uh, and that's true for healthcare too. For me and so many Americans, healthcare is personal. She goes on to talk about she was a member of the sandwich generation, taking care of her when she was thirty. She was taking care of her daughter and then her aging mother. Healthcare is the definition of personal, bitch. I know. It has to do with your fucking personal health. She goes, I lost patience for people who just who are just talking, no action. So as a state senator, I worked with a Republican governor and a legislature to expand my to expand healthcare coverage to more than. 680,000 illegals Michiganders <laughs> under the Affordable Care Act. Uh, today, Democrats from Maine to Montana are expanding coverage and lowering costs. They're not lowering costs. Nope. That's a flat out lie. Straight up. Costs are up 300%. Because? And everyone now, 
of the Democrats. Everyone has a deductible, and the deductibles are five, Huge. six, ten thousand yeah. dollars. So you congratulations. You've given them free health care they can't use. Yep. And because you've forced small businesses to do it, a lot of small businesses have cut back their full time positions. Yeah, there's there yeah, it's a, it, and they're just taking part time people because they can't afford to pay for it. Yeah. You know? Um in Kansas, now in fairness, Kansas switches back and forth. Uh Governor Laura Kelly's working across the state to bring Medicaid coverage to tens of thousands. That's it. That's all she says. Tens of thousands of who? But that's all she says. That's not... They're working at it, though. It's a bullshit sentence. No, they're working at it. Yeah, okay. That's great. In New Mexico, also run by Democrats, Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, pick a name, uh, enshrined ACA protections into law. I thought the federal government did that. Every Democrat running for president has a plan to expand health care for all Americans. Oh, Every oh, one of goody. them has supported the Affordable Care Act with coverage for people with pre-existing conditions. They may have different plans, but the goal is the same. President Trump, sadly, has a different plan. He's asking the courts to rip those life-saving protections away. That's a bullshit sentence. And, and here, God damn it, I'm fucking pissed off. I know. I was about ready to throw something if at you, the TV. If you've got... In, in, a, in a good system of insurance, health insurance, just like car insurance, if you've got pre-existing conditions and you've got money, but you can't get your, those pre-existing conditions covered, that's what the, the government and charity is for or the government role. If you've got the money to pay for health care, just like a car insurance, and you've got like, – like with your car insurance, if you've got like seven accidents, they're going to be like, yeah, I don't think so. Well, the problem is – what they did was and return I think, on your fucking investment. I think my numbers are right on this. So there's like 325 million people in the country, and something like 225 million of or 250 million of them had health coverage. Yep. The ones who didn't, like there were something like 35 million people who didn't. Some of them couldn't have it because pre-existing conditions. Some didn't. Want Some it. of them didn't want it. If you're 26 years old and was going to cost you eight thousand bucks a year, you went fuck it. I'm healthy. I, I'm not going to worry about it. And then some qualified for programs but didn't go for it. Right. So to fix what was really about 15 million people yeah. who needed it and wanted it, saying. we blew up the entire system yep. and made everybody pay three times more. Yeah. Well, it's like it's, it's so. Your, it's not cheaper. It's your. It's not better. Yeah, it's your basic socialist attitude. Everybody shares in the fucking misery. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. She goes, in fact, uh, she talks about people not having enough money to pay for the health care. She goes, in fact, many have jobs that don't even pay enough to cover their monthly expenses. Get a different fucking job. I'm sorry. You should not be trying to get a minimum wage Look, job. How can you feed your family of seven of flipping burgers? Rooster. I've said this before, and I'm willing to accept this challenge. If there's anybody out there who has a minimum wage job and says they can't get a better one, one month, I'll get you a much better job. What if they're retarded? Functionally retarded. You can't say retarded. Functionally, um, mentally impaired. Yeah. Uh, she goes, Ameri- What if it's a woman? <laughs> well, I can't help. Or that. a Democrat. I just say, yeah. <laughs> uh, American workers are hurting in my own state. Again. She's talking about her own fucking state. You're in charge of the state. That's like someone who runs a company going, my company kind of sucks, you know, but I'm fixing it. Yeah. Uh, she says, in my own state, our neighbors in Wisconsin, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and all over the country, wages have stagnated while CEO pay has skyrocketed. Also a bullshit statement. If you look at CEO pay, they're 
that's different than what CEOs get for investing in their own companies, yeah. which, by the way, in a capitalist system, anyone can do. Well, yeah, Trump said that the economy is great, right? And so she says, uh, here, here's a quote, it doesn't matter what the president says about the stock market. What matters is that millions of people struggle to get by or don't have enough money at the end of the month after paying for transportation, student loans, or prescription drugs. And then goes on to say that the uh, that the CEOs are making raking in right. the and, money. And my question is, has this just happened in her state in the last three years? Then, yeah, exactly. Due, due, to, due to Trump, right. yes. Right. And yes. what I, what so, I love, but what happened in the last eight years of Obama ha- was were things hunky fucking dory for yes, her? Yes, they were. There were the no racists before but Trump. They were on the road to recovery, right. and and so, Trump. Uh, so I don't. So I don't understand the point of her pointing out that she's a fucking idiot and that she can't that they can't run their the Democrats can't run her state. Uh, and blaming this on Trump, but go back, go back eight years now, and go during the old. Obi- w- w- was things just fan fucking tastic? That's my listen, question. Listen, let me explain the entire thing to you. Because Trump, yep. Okay, uh, because Trump. <clears throat> so she goes uh, uh, strong for the economy is strong, but for who? Uh, strong for the science teacher spending her own money to buy supplies in her classroom. Do you know why teachers don't get as much money for classroom supplies? Because they have the best healthcare system. In the country, yeah, and because all the parents buy the fucking supplies for yes. them. In my school, that's every time, every yeah. time. There's I always buy, these, these uh, always yeah. these, these uh, what do you yeah. mean, charity events or not? These events where they yeah. go, oh, it's you a wish, it's money? called a wish list, yeah. and it's then a fucking all of a sudden list. they have a shitload of stuff in the classes from yeah. the parents. Strong for the single mom, not for the shitty parents, from the good parents. Strong for the single mom picking up extra hours so she can afford her daughter's soccer cleats. Look, my kids play tons of sports. They're in stuff like band. They're in uh, um, white privilege. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, they're in all this stuff. And in every one of those organizations, even like Boy Scouts, they say, listen, you know, the uniform's going to cost this or all this stuff. My kid swims. My oldest oh, swims. Christ. Your kids can swim too, huh? Yeah, of course, exactly. Of course they can. Yeah, exactly. So he shows up to practice and they say, look, if you're going to be in meets, which everybody on the team is, there's, you know, you need two practice swimsuits and, you know, all this. It's $200 worth of stuff. And they go, if you can't, Afford it. Talk to us in the booster club and we'll find a way to make yeah. it work. The booster club will fucking pay for your kid's stuff if you can't pay for it. Um, and then she says, strong for the small business owner who runs, who has to make payroll at the end of the month. <laughs> Bitch, I'm a small business owner and you aren't doing a fucking thing for me. Right. You know, nothing. Um, yeah, that's why our healthcare costs have gone up three, 300%. So then she goes, Michigan invented the middle class. I know. I just rolled so my we eyes. know if the economy doesn't work for working people, it just doesn't work. Who fights for hardworking Americans? Democrats do. In the House, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats passed a landmark bill on equal pay. We've had bills for equal pay forever. It's illegal to not pay people right. the same thing. But women only make 73 cents on the dollar, Rooster. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate that statistic. <laughs> it's so bullshit. Another bill to give uh, 30 million Americans a raise by increasing their minimum wage. Check out what happened in Seattle when they do that. Just look it up yourself because it's way too long to get into right now. It fucked their economy. The groundbreaking Seattle Republican run. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the uh, groundbreaking legislation to finally give Medicare the power to negotiate lower drug prices for American seniors and families. The reason those drugs cost so much is the government regulation on them. Exactly. The government getting involved in anything drives these, up the prices. These of it. drug companies are forced to pay the government about forty percent more. Yeah. So who do they pass it on to? Uh, those three bills and the more than two hundred and seventy-five other bipartisan bills that had one Republican vote for them 
are ga- are just was gathering. Yeah, just gathering dust on Senate Majority Mitch McConnell's desk. Senator McConnell, America needs you to move on those bills because Harry Reid did when he had the chance. <laughs> I just added that part. <laughs> Meanwhile, Democrats across the country are getting things done. Pennsylvania's governor, Tom Wolf, is expanding uh, the right to overtime pay. Well, what? I know. Every, you can, these Look, you have to be paid overtime. They're, they're, every state, every, and here's the thing. Is that they're trying to say that? Well, we're making it federal. Every state has overtime pay laws. Every yeah. fucking goes, state. She goes, and they're different in every state. It does, but that's the goes, thing. It's up to the the people that right. are in that state to decide. She goes, Michigan is too, because if you're on the clock, you deserve to get paid. If you're not on, if you're on the clock and not getting paid, it's illegal. But but if you're on the clock and you're getting overtime, you should get paid a time and a half. Yeah, and people but, do. But here's the thing: it's up to the people to decide to vote on that in their states, <laughs> not big fucking government bureaucracies, um, central planning bullshit. Nevada Senator uh, Steve Sisolak and North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper are working to give hardworking teachers a raise. I'm I'm tired of hearing about hardworking teachers. Oh, they work so hard. They don't work any harder than anybody else. No. I'm sorry. They're, and, hero, they're heroes, Rooster. And they make, heroes. They make more money than the median income of a family of four. Right. They're not underpaid. And they'll say stuff like, well, I could have done something else. Then do something else. Lots of people could have done something else for more money. Those who who, who can do, do. Mm-hmm. Those who can't, teach. <laughs> I'm not going to go that far. Uh, and speaking of the classroom, Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers unilaterally increased the funding, uh, uh, school funding by $65 million last year. I don't want the government unilaterally doing anything. No, I don't care who not. it is. So the whole point, everything is supposed to be run by the states. There's very little the government should be should be uh, all. <laughs> okay, that was a uh, Sparrowhawk opening another. Uh, what is that? What is that? Deschutes, which one? Hazy IPA. Good stuff, huh? Good good stuff that the second bunker bunker provides for you. It is. So then she goes. She does a bunch more of this stuff, but then she goes. Democrats want safe schools. Most of Republicans don't. No. We want oh everyone God. to have a path to a good life. I want safe schools, but I want the water to be really dirty. No, I want all the children to be carrying weapons in order to protect themselves from other children with weapons. That's what I want. Well, when she was talking about the, the student student debt, no one forced you to go to college. No one no one sent you to college for four yeah, years. Yeah, but went, they implied that if you don't go, you're a loser. Yeah, you know who did that? Democrats. Democrats. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there was a huge push. If you don't go to college, you don't get a job kind of thing. Yeah. You're not. Gonna oh, yeah. Get, it was. It was. It was this is legitimate indoctrination. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we want our water to be clean. We want you to love who you love and to live authentically as our true selves. We want women to have autonomy over our bodies. We want our country welcoming and everyone's vote counted. 2020 is a big year. And drag queen story hour in every county. It's the year my daughter, Sherry, will graduate from high school. It's the year she'll cast her first ballot along with millions of young Americans. I would love it if she It's does. the year that Donald Trump gets reelected. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, suck it up. The two things are connected because walking across a graduation stage is as important as walking into the voting booth for the first time. Uh, her future, all our kids' futures, will be determined not just by their dreams, but by our actions. I, I mean, this is just all. Well, hold on, hold on, bullshit. hold on. I'm wiping a tear. Are you? That was, was beautiful. Well, I mean, we all want dirty water and dirty air, and we want our kids to be dumb. You know, yeah. that's why we fight. You know, lead paint regulations, and we try and make kids. Eat. Well, especially you know what? Especially people that like guns, that like hunting. 
they really want dirty water and and they want the animals to be fucking destroyed and like you know not edible yeah exactly uh and you know they just go out and shoot them all you know you just, when it doesn't well, matter if you get like one deer what tag, happened you just to kill the buffalo what happened the white to the man. buffalo? The white man mm-hmm. is what happened to the buffalo. And Republican white my, man. My, my, yeah. Kid, yeah, my kids are learning about that right now in uh, in yeah. grade school, in elementary school. Yeah, that what happened? What happened to the buffalo? Uh, the white man. See the 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 Native Americans. They they only killed the buffalo, and they used every piece of that buffalo, every piece, every yeah. hair, every tooth, everything was utilized. The yeah, they, they even used the taint. <laughs> Taint. You're obsessed with taint. <laughs> the white man showed up and they just just destroyed the buffalo. Right, they shot they, him for sport. Sh- shot him for sport and then piled him up and took pictures of him and laughed. And then because there were no more buffalo, then the Native Americans had to rely on the white man. Um, and so this is how we took over. Insidious. This is this is Insidious. what my, this is what my 12 year old son told me. And then, uh, and that actually, then they made them sign some kind of paperwork that they didn't. This is this was the words of my son. They made him sign paperwork that they didn't understand. And then they came back, and he said, he said the funny thing is, is there were white kids in his class that were like, "Oh my God, we did this, we did this." Yeah, the white- but you know what? The the truth is, a lot of that is true. I mean, we did have them sign treaties that they didn't understand. Yeah, and we did shoot all the buffalo to drive them off land. And we gave them fire water and uh, but, fucking glass but, jewelry. <laughs> but who the hell did it? The government did it. Yeah, big government. <gasps> big government. Yeah, big government. It wasn't there. If they're saying, "Well, it was just white Republicans who did it," you're full of shit. You know? Yeah. They're just making it up. Well, then she goes on to say, and this is the part that galled me the most, and I almost threw something at the TV. But it's a nice TV, so I didn't want to wreck it. Uh, she goes, truth matters, facts matter, and no one should be above the law except for, you know, like Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. Man, you're awesome, Crow. <laughs> no, me, Rooster. Rooster. Whichever one you are. <laughs> <laughs> I am awesome. I was way. looking big at fan, Crow when I said that. Big fan of the show, yes. Yeah. You know? Hey, Hillary gave me a yeah. wink. Licked his lips. It was I got uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I was I was uncomfortable. Uh, no one's above the law. So yeah. Massachusetts. Uh, what what do the people that live in Massachusetts? What do you call them? Massachusettsians. <laughs> um, Did you just say? <laughs> so Massachusetts Democratic Rep. Ayanna Presley. Yeah, Ayanna Presley. She's the fourth member of the squad. Gave a rebuttal of her own on behalf. A of rebuttal. The a rebuttal of her own <laughs> on behalf of the Progressive Working Party. And there's a lot of bullshit she said, but here's the last part. Uh, Since he was sworn into office more than three years ago, Donald Trump and his administration have attacked our communities with racist, xenophobic, hateful rhetoric, and even more bigoted, destructive policy. For Donald, Donald J. Trump, the cruelty is the point. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. Mic drop what do you, what, how do you respond to that you, that's the thing you can't you can't respond because you go because, you go fuck you bitch be, yeah because there are people that hear that and there's there's such sheep that that's immediately they just instantly get enraged and this is why we're at where we're at you know like in 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 
the people that I deal with every day, they you don't have to they, you don't have to explain that comment. You don't have to say why you what you mean. You you don't have to prove that comment. Just you just have to true. you just have to say it, and 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 it just everybody goes, oh, see, yep, the he's a racist. Is, the he's truth a racist. is self evident in that statement. And you go, and then you point out the fact that if he's a racist, he's the worst fucking racist in history. Because let me point out fact A, fact B, fact B. You know, let's point out all the facts. And, and then they go, then they sway with the wind. But then the minute somebody says it again, they go, "Oh, yep, oh no, he's racist." It, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. It irritates me. Well, it's like Larry Elder was pointing out. They called Ronald Reagan a black racist. man. Yeah, exactly. An Uncle Tom. They called uh, Ronald Reagan a black man. Said uh, he he was racist and was trying to keep the black man down. <laughs> Larry Elder goes, "Well, he did a bad job of it because the the percentage of black uh, prosperity grew huge during the Reagan years, and white people just bigly, not as much. You might bigly, say, yeah." I don't know if Trump ever even said bigly. I know he said big league a few times. He's I think I think he said big league, but he it sounds like bigly when he says it. So I don't care. I think awesome. it should be in the I dictionary. Think, and I think he should roll I think he's <laughs> rolled with it from I think he I think he thinks that's awesome now because people love it. Yeah. Well, I mean the way you respond to people like that who just throw out that nonsense is just say, prove it, liar. Hey Google, define bigly. According to dictionary.com. Bigly is a word popularly believed to have been made up and used by U.S. President Donald Trump, meaning to a large amount or with great intensity. Right, big league. Oh, now so much makes sense. Donald Trump's speech, mannerisms, and behavior. But they want. Here's the thing. Why would she not say that he actually said big league, and it was just um, a misinterpretation of what he said? I don't know. So, whatever. Google's racist. Did you notice that the homepage on Google is mostly white? White. Yes. Oh. White. My daughter so. just had to do a paper. This is off subject. Is it? Is it white paper? <clears throat> it was a. Uh, it was a paper on uh, Donatello, and but the Ninja but, they, but here's the yeah. I like Raphael. <laughs> so, but the thing is, is that she had to do her research, but she couldn't use Google. That's what that. That's what it was. Wikipedia. And uh, and duck so, duck go. <laughs> so, and and she and 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 the thing is, every other she tried to look it up everywhere else. There was there was not. She even found specific art pieces. She couldn't find it anywhere. And I'm like, and 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 she told me she goes, Dad, my teacher needs to get with it. Google's the future. <laughs> That's, That's funny. That's scary, actually. That's because she actually trusts Google. I mean, That's constantly hard. when I listen to your podcast, I ask Google to define some things that's mm, why because of our five dollar words it's your ten dollar words they're ten dollar words yeah. well that's inflation you know trump's wrecking the economy yeah. those words they used to be worth five dollars now they're worth ten and poor people can't afford them <laughs> the ceos are profiting though yeah ceos are pro- the, <laughs> the most, ceos of words words, words <laughs> incorporated <laughs> fuckers are cleaning up on big ten dollar words oh. the, all right that the little com- people can't afford we're coming up on time here so actually we've gone past time here so yeah well it was fun yeah if you want to get a hold of us it's rooster at bread and com or crow at bread and com. i didn't say that's our email address by the way and we're coming up on episode 100 here and we have a surprise in store for that so oh, i'd like ooh, to hear about you that surprise. you don't know what it is yeah that'd be nice ooh, i kind of well i've you. got a surprise for you too so. i don't want to know about your surprises yeah. your surprises suck have you ever seen a grown man naked <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> naked <laughs> so you ever been in a turkish prison uh, um well check us out too on the facebook page at bread and circus podcast see you bye